Welcome to Analyzing Television. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for looking at situations, news or topics in the world of television. I'm your host Matthew and yeah, I was kind of brainstorming this idea a little bit yesterday as I was watching uh what's it called shrinking on Apple TV Plus and I was thinking about TV and obviously the episode that I was watching and everything. Very good show, by the way. And I was thinking of um we have a good few different streaming services right now. Of course, they're different for different territories. Like, we don't get HBO over here. We don't get Hulu. But we do get Sky and we do get Disney+. Plus. And I was kind of thinking to do a podcast called um, a Streaming Services Overview. I was going to call it the Streaming Wars Overview. But that doesn't... I'm not really talking about the Streaming Wars today, necessarily. It will be part of the topic, potentially. But what I want to do here is go through um, all of the streaming services that I use in the UK and just talk about what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong and kind of go through them from there. Uh, I'm your host Matthew, by the way. And um, so the, the, the some of the ones that I haven't got written down, I haven't got Stars Play or Stars or whatever it's called. I think that was actually renamed to something else as well. Um, I haven't got things like MUTV, I haven't got things like BT Sport. Uh, just to give you a quick rundown of the ones that I've written down is Now TV, Netflix, Amazon slash Freevee, Apple TV Plus, um, BBC, ITV, All for Demand 5. I put them into like a lump of sort of, that. that's sort of your Freeview catch-up, if you will. I guess I should remember to put uh, ITVX there as well. Um... I could have potentially put BritBox on here, but I've talked about BritBox a bit before. I've done like an actual separate episode for that. Yeah, I've done a separate episode before on BritBox. I'll try to remember to leave a link in the show notes for that so you can get my thoughts on BritBox, which I believe is available in other territories as well. Uh, but it's not one that I actively use. Uh, and the other one, the other two I wrote down is Disney Plus and Paramount Plus. I do use YouTube a lot, like who doesn't? But it's not a streaming service, it's a online video platform, basically. So I didn't put... And YouTube isn't doesn't function the same way as, like, these things do. I know that there is also, uh, what's it, YouTube Red or YouTube Premium, whatever it is, and they do some stuff, but I don't pay attention to any of that. So what we're going to do, I'm going to go through all these different streaming services, give you my overall thoughts from things like function, uh, basically function content and price and tell you which ones i think is the best which i think which ones i think is doing the worst of course these can all change you know if if some of these make different deals or they lose certain content the game can change of course that's what the streaming wars are kind of all about you know trying to get the best content and that sort of stuff anyway let's start off with now tv so what actually is now tv um it's actually called now at the moment but people still call it now tv it's where the uk gets their um HBO show so at the moment of course The Last of Us which is a big show at the moment which we're very much enjoying here um they get HBO shows it's it's very kind of like loose I would, that's how I would describe it the deal between HBO Max HBO and Sky because um Showtime has now gone over to Paramount Plus because we did used to get some Showtime series uh through Now TV um, the pricing for this is, I would say, much more bizarre than the others. So basically, you get your entertainment package, which is, I think is like 8 or £9 a month. That just gets you TV. 
Then Sky Cinema, which is a separate price, which is like £20 a month. Then Sky Sports, which uh, usually they do a deal at the start of each Premier League season for like 25 Usually that's £35. Then they have something called a Boost Package, um, which allows you to watch on three profiles, I think. Because I think you can watch on... Well, you only have one profile, but you can watch... Um, have two people watching things at the same time, but you only get one profile. But if you get the Boost, which is like £5 a month... Um, that allows three people, I think, to, to watch at the same time. So, a bit all over the place. Um, they also have, like, additional things like Hiu TV, which is, like, a reality thing that costs, like, six or seven pounds a month. Um, it's quite outrageously priced, I think, now TV. Um, and the... the I th Out of all of these, I think now TV's got by far the worst layout. By far. Um, I also find, now I've got quite decent eyes because I'm young and that sort of thing. I think the writing on it is too small as well. And also, half of the page is wasted by blue. <laughs> um, like for example, if you've got your um, cursor or whatever highlighted over The Last of Us, let's say, you'll have a banner, then continue watching then like watch list which will be these little like squares and then like you'll have a sometimes you will sometimes you won't you'll have a poster of the show so you'll have Joel and Ellie or whatever Pedro and, and, and Bella and you'll have this little white writing saying the last of us and there'll be another little piece of white writing briefly describing what the show is I personally think the writing's far too small that might seem like a nitpick but if you live outside the UK Look up some of the menus. I, I think it looks horrible. Both from an actual functional layout standpoint and from size of text. And there's like these, they put these little banners recently at the top like home, TV, TV guide, film, sports, all, all that kind of stuff. I think it's atrocious, the layout of it. And they're supposed to have like peacock shows. They're really hard to find. They've got like this random... The, the categories always change on there as well. Sometimes they're like, oh, here's a bunch of the Batman films. Then they take them off. Then here's a bunch of classics. And then they, they take them off. And things like Fools and Horses is sometimes on there. It sometimes isn't. And I think it's a bit of a mess. I think it's one of the weakest streaming services at the moment. Um, It's got content on the... If, if you know what to look for on Now TV, you can find it. Obviously, you can search for it. But in terms of advertising things... I think it's really bad. I think it's really quite bad. And I think the pricing is both ridiculously high and also just weird. Um, like something like Netflix, for example. You pay for Netflix, you get everything on there. Everything on there. There's no separate sort of like, oh, Sky Cinema, separate payment. Sky Sports, separate payment. And you can't, there's no, at least I haven't found one. There's no sort of package of like, here's a package for £15 a month or something for for entertainment and for sky cinema no it's all just separate you'll get deals now and again but you won't get you won't tend to find bundles like i know in the us you can get i think it's hulu espn and disney plus for like 15 dollars a month or something like that you can't i've at least never seen that with with now tv so i think it's i mean what one do i think is the worst here um that's gonna possibly well no, you got all the all the. Uh, no, I don't think it's the worst here. I think one of the one of the freeview ones, particularly, is. Um, I would maybe go with ITV being being the worst one here, but we'll go through them anyway. But yeah, that's that's now TV. 
Um, it's good if you want your HBO shows. Um, and like, you know, the, when House of the Dragon comes around or Last of Us or you've got like White Lotus, you've got, um, what's it called? Uh, Succession, things like that. Um, the Sky Originals are very hit and miss because they do obviously make their own shows. The content on there is not well curated though. It's I find it personally difficult to difficult to be shown things. So anyway, that's that's now TV. Netflix. Um, spoken a lot about Netflix in the last year or so because they've been making some bizarre choices. Um, Netflix has obviously their different packages for different um, things. The price changes all the time. So if I say one price now, it'll probably be different in about a month. Um, I think Netflix is too expensive. Just a little bit too expensive. It's it's more expensive though in the US, I from what I understand. Um, Netflix has a IP problem, a content curation problem. I wouldn't say Netflix has a functionality problem in terms of functionality actually, because I I said content, functionality, and price. Right, content needs some reconfiguration, function. I would go as far to say, not necessarily for menu layouts and showing me things, but for pure functionality, I think Netflix is maybe the best one for it. I think it's the easiest to use and the easiest to navigate. Um, I mean, their whole sections on like you know recently added and new stuff are not always as up to date as what they should be. But um, even a basic th- function is like, okay, you're in the middle of an episode, you press back, you want to see how many episodes are left. Disney Plus can't do that. Um, now TV doesn't do that. Or it does it on certain platforms, but not on not on other ones. Um, a few of the others do do that. Uh, Amazon does it. Disney Plus doesn't. Paramount Plus, I actually can't remember, to be honest. Um, but no, in terms of pure functionality, I think Netflix is maybe the best one here. And the less glitchy as well. There are the odd times where you'll finish an episode or you'll, you'll have like a minute left of an episode. And you'll pause it, you'll want to go back to that a minute later on, and it will automatically be on the next one. But that's the only sort of glitchy <clears throat> glitchy type thing that it does. Um, they recently added a function as well, which they should have had ages ago, but to remove things from watching lists. So, functionality, I think it's the best one. Price, could be better, could be better. Content is Netflix's biggest problem. Too many cancellations of too many shows, too much basically... Nonsense quantity over quality. Um, Every couple of weeks or so, I go onto Netflix to have a look around. And I'll just be scrolling through stuff. And my reactions to most of it is, okay, I recognise some of these shows. Some of them are on my watching list and whatever. The amount of times... And Netflix is kind of the only one that has this problem. Which is their content. So in terms of content, I think Netflix is not struggling the most, but just the least kind of figured out. They need to figure out what they are, I think. One thing I said on my uh, Netflix has an IP problem episode is I think they've got to figure out, okay, when when a customer goes onto Netflix, what are they, what are they expecting? And I did a whole big breakdown of like how that compares to Disney and Paramount and all these other kind of places. Um... So yeah, it's got it's got some content problems. Price a bit too high. The profile things could be sorted out a bit. Obviously, they walked back their password sharing thing, which is good. Um, because that would have just furthered to piss more people off. Um, but the amount of times I'll go onto Netflix, 
I will see at least, at least five to ten, I would say, things with a Netflix banner on them that I have never heard of and that are brand new and also just look really strange. Um, I did this because I was doing this a little bit for preparation for this podcast. Um, I went on there, I think it was yesterday or the day before. And because I was watching, uh, what was I watching? I was watching something like Disney Plus, I think, or something like that. And uh, went over to Netflix. And I noticed that they're doing, and if you like dating shows and you know reality stuff, that's good for you. I noticed a bit of an uptick in reality sort of dating shows. Some of them more scripted, some of them actual like, you know, dating, like a Love Island type of type of thing. And if that's for you, then that's good. But that's not going to get you your prestige television that people are talking about. But the fact that, I mean, how how many sort of like shows have been cancelled on Netflix that people have been like, oh my God, you how have you cancelled this? And then they've gone on to make this other stuff, which they never promote and never talk about anywhere. And it's just stuck, shoved onto the platform. What's even the actual point of doing that? Um, to, to round it off, to not go on about this whole Netflix thing too long. To round it off, what, what they are doing at their core problem with their content, which they're doing wrong, is you're making too many things that you're not telling people about with no quality control, very little quality control. Cancelling shows for some because the algorithm told you to. Cancelling shows that people care about and then using that money on nonsense that people aren't watching and then those shows get cancelled. So you're wasting money. Netflix has got money. Uh, They make enough stuff or buy in enough stuff. Whether it's in-house produced or bought in, you are still spending money. Um, And they are are mismanaging that specific element very, very badly. I I would say by far they're, they're doing that worse than anybody else right now. And yeah, they got Stranger Things, but Stranger Things ain't coming out this year. Uh, Stranger Things ain't coming out in 2025 or 2026 or 2027. I really do wonder, after after Stranger Things comes out next year, and yes, they got things like Wednesday, which is great. After Stranger Things is done, I really wonder what Netflix has got to like fill that void, fill that gap. And I know they talked a few times about spin-offs. I don't really know what you could... I mean, we don't know what the ending of Stranger Things is going to be. But I don't really know what you could spin off from Stranger Things functionally that will be as successful. Um, but then I'm not in the room to to pitch those ideas. So, but the, the, just the amount of shows over the last couple of years that Netflix has cancelled, and then you just end up making nonsense that you just don't even like. It, it's actually a point a totally pointless strategy, and you just and you just ended up wasting money. And that money you could have spent on renewing shows that people really care about. <clears throat> One other really bizarre decision they made recently, I think I talked about this, but I can't remember. Mike Flanagan was known as, like, the Netflix horror guy. He made, you know, Haunting of Hill House and Blind Manor and Midnight Mass, all very good shows. They cancelled his uh, other show, which was going to... Because usually the good thing with Mike Flanagan, for him anyway, is a lot of these Netflix shows he made were one limited one-off seasons, so you can't cancel them. There was one, I can't remember the name of it, there was one that he did very, very recently. I think it's going to be the last Netflix show that he does, although I think there might be one more afterwards. Um, and they cancelled his show, and then literally about two days later, Amazon announced they've got an overall deal with Mike Flanagan. So they've basically lost Mike Flanagan, who gave them some very critically acclaimed, very loved shows. 
um, some of Netflix's best shows, like uh, things like, especially Haunting of Hill House, I would maybe put it in a top 10 list of Netflix shows, um, but he's gone now, so congratulations. And also the people that made Dark, um, I don't know the team's name, some people that made Dark, obviously that finished with three seasons, they went on to make, I think it was 1899, which is from the same team, and they cancelled that after one season. So, I don't know whether the, that group will work with Netflix again or something else. I, I, I really couldn't tell you. But, you, you're losing creatives and audience members, and you need to be very careful. So, um, believe it or not, that's the quicker way for me to describe all of that. So, Netflix content needs some sorting out. You've got to stop cancelling stuff. You've got to stop making just random nonsense that is just buried, ultimately buried on your platform. Pricing could do with a bit with a bit, with a bit of sorting out. Um, I overall think, and I, I did a um, episode recently. I think it was ten steps to fix Netflix. I think Netflix. I think Netflix just needs a new person in charge, somebody else to just make the decisions, because then uh, that will hopefully be better. Uh, so that's my thoughts on Netflix. Um, I'll try and do like a mini rankings of these once I've finished talking about them. Amazon and uh, Freevee is my next one. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Um, so Freevee is kind of their free, obviously that's why it's called Freevee, um, is their free like Amazon channel, which I think you get separately. I've actually not personally used that myself. I just wanted to put it in. Obviously, I've used Amazon, so I've included that here. Um, but uh, that is like a free channel that's on Amazon, which offers different content. I don't know much about it. I can't really tell you much about it, unfortunately, because I haven't used it myself, actually. But they are the ones that are reviving uh, Neighbours, so if you're a Neighbours fan... There you go. Um, Amazon <clears throat> is doing well, I think. Um, Amazon's very interesting because... Okay, wh- when you go onto Amazon, what do you go onto Amazon for? Apart from shopping. Um, Rings of Power. The Boys. 
uh, Clarkson's farm and whatever, if if that's your thing. Um, Amazon could potentially, not through cancellations, but through identity and IP, are not far off from being where Netflix is, but are, are not close to being that bad yet. I think, yeah, you log on to Amazon, you're looking for things like The Boys, uh, Rings of Power, uh, Grand Tour is still on there, isn't it? Um, that sort of thing. They do have, like, some of their espionage stuff. You've got, like, Hannah and you've got Jack Ryan and things like that. Um, but they don't... Re- and they're, they're good for those those shows I've just mentioned. Those aren't really the flexible kind of IP in, in the same way. Because one of the biggest winners of the flexible IP thing is Disney, I think, and Paramount, who have got, obviously, Disney have got, you know, Pixar and Marvel and Star Wars, you can do loads of stuff with all that. And Paramount with, particularly with Star Trek, you can make a number of different Star Trek shows, there's, what, four of them right now, Um, and that's a very flexible IP. Netflix doesn't have a lot of those, Now TV doesn't really have any of them, Amazon doesn't really have that either, but Amazon's been good at doing... Amazon's been good at... Amazon's this kind of bridge between almost doing what Apple's doing, but not quite, but almost doing what Netflix is doing, but not quite. I'd put them kind of in the middle of that in terms of content, because Amazon's known for a few different things. Um, and what they're doing is give, attracting you to certain stars as well, um, or certain, like, known IP. Like with Apple, one of the big pulls I think they've got at the moment is okay. We got Jason Sudeikis. Uh, we've got um, that's not how you say his name at all, is it? Um, you've got like Jason Momoa. We've got uh, all, all these other sort of like big actors and stuff. You know, you've got like Jennifer Aniston over on Morning Show, and you've got all these other big sort of stars. You can go on Apple and find a bunch of their shows. Amazon's sort of doing that, but but through IP characters and actors. Um, like Homelander is a much more sort of well-known character now. Anthony Starr kind of is a bit more of a known actor now as well, but that's because of the boys, and that's kind of like I I, I think I think the boys and Rings of Power are probably their two most main things. I mean, at the moment, right now, no, neither of those two shows two shows are airing. Um, I don't know what I don't know what like right now in in the month of February, I don't know what people are going to Amazon for. I'm personally not quite using it right now. Um, but you got other hits on there as well, like you got Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and a few other things as well. Um, but they're, they're doing okay for content, but, um, of course, the, the difference is with Amazon, their main focus isn't, okay, what shows can we get, because obviously they got shopping and all the, all the other kind of stuff, so you've got a bit of a difference there. Um, Amazon's pricing, I think, is, is pretty good. Um, the only sort of knock against that, and this kind of applies a little bit to Apple as well, you can't just sign up for Prime and then get everything. Because obviously there's films on there to buy. And there is like separate sections and things like that. Um, they do also have the odd... <clears throat> and this is more of a UK advantage. They do also have um, some Premier League games. Now and again. Which is very, very good. Um, so Amazon I think is doing a good job. The price of it is I, I would think pretty fair. It's what like £8 a month. Or you can pay like for the whole year or something. That's quite good. There's a few other like additional channels on there, but that's more sort of like, hey, you can get Paramount Plus through Amazon, but obviously you can get Paramount Plus separately anyway. That that's not the same way that Sky's doing and like, oh, 
what package do you want in terms of entertainment or Sky Cinema or whatever? Amazon's not doing it like that, but then nobody else is doing that in the same way that Now TV is doing it. Um, so pricing's good. Content is, I would say, pretty good, but could just use a bit more identity in their IP that they've got. Um, functionality for Amazon, um, it's all right. The only weird thing, and there still isn't really a logical reason for this, is like if you type in Mr. Robot or something over in the UK, and that's got what was it, four seasons? There are four. Di- there will be four different pictures for um, Mr. Robot, for example, because there's four seasons, and you don't you don't just click on the show and you start at the pilot episode. You have to find season one. Like the other day I was looking around because I'm a bit behind on um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and uh, Young Sheldon. And I looked on Amazon to see if they were like, if they'd been available through that or whatever because they're not on all four anymore. And it had Young Sheldon season one, two, three, four. And then and then it had, and they're all like separate clickable things. And then Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which has got what, it's finished with season seven, I think it was. And they had like season one, two, three, four, five, six, but they were like different boxes. There's no need to, do that just have one one Brooklyn Nine-Nine that you search for you click on then you find the episode that you want other than that I think the functionality of Amazon is pretty good for the, for the most part one um thing one functionality within Amazon that I found and the other ones do have this but I think Amazon's maybe got it the best is obviously when you search for something on a streaming service and uh, let's say I start typing in Zoe for Zoe's playlist. I'll type in Zoe, right, or Z-O-E, but not the Y, and it will come up with Zoe 101 or something and Zoe's playlist and Zoe's this or that, and it will have, like, the autofill suggestions. I find when when I was looking for things like Smile and things like uh, Don't Worry Darling and that kind of stuff... Before I typed it in, it was like the nearest thing. And I know the other streamers have got that, but I I find I'm able to find the search shows on there a little bit quicker on Amazon. So it's a little bit more of a a pointer towards that. So Amazon's Amazon's good, I think. Um, Could use a bit more content, a bit more of a reason to go over there. But when when they've got their big shows out, people are are over there, aren't they? So like the boys and like Rings of Power and that sort of thing. Apple TV Plus. Uh, before I get into ranking these, I think Apple TV Plus is the best. I think it's the best streaming service right now. I think it's offering the best content, the most quality content. And I've liked the different shows that I've seen on there to different degrees. I have not seen any bad shows on Apple TV Plus, And that is the only streaming service that I can actually say that for. The only one. I know Paramount Plus is a bit newer, but I didn't like Halo. So, um, But every single show I've at least seen episodes of... Because I've not seen like all of Raw Mankind, I've seen like the first two episodes, was still good shows. And even though you've got things like um, Mosquito Coast, which had a bit of an odd second season, still kind of serves kind of as a bit of an ending. But it isn't a bad show. It was an excellent show that went to being a good show, so it's still a good show. So, um, I mean, on the film side, they've got things like Cherry, which I didn't enjoy. And they've got things like Coda, which is really awesome and special and really, really, really good film. Uh, so their film side is a bit different, but I have not seen any bad shows on Apple TV+, and that is the only streaming service, or service regardless, I can say that for. Like, if you go through Now TV, Netflix, Amazon, I've seen bad shows on those platforms. So, um, And Apple's been around for a bit. It's not like they're a brand new streaming service, which hasn't had any, like, bad shows. Um, 
And maybe there is bad shows on there I just haven't seen. I just haven't seen those bad shows. Um, Apple TV is doing the smartest thing for their content. And what they're basically doing is we're going to go out and we're going to get the biggest stars. You've got Jason Segal, Harrison Ford, Jason Sudeikis. I can't, don't know how to say his surname. Um, you've got th- people like Jason Momoa. You've got um, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. I'm just trying to think of the big actors they've got on their shows. What are some of their other shows? Um, uh, Servant probably is the one that possibly doesn't apply to, but Servant is a fantastic show anyway. Um, but they, like, I was scrolling through Apple TV Plus the other day, and they're like, hey, we got this big star, and this big star, and this big star. And yes, I know Apple's got a lot of money. The difference that they're doing is, okay, where you've got like a Harrison Ford who probably cost a bit of money i mean i don't know what he's being paid but i don't imagine it's cheap to get harrison ford especially for tv is more of a, like a you know star wars film star and all that is okay instead of making 20 shows a month right we're gonna give you three or four maybe five tv shows maybe five at the very most but what we're gonna do is instead of spreading our cash across 20 TV shows that only three of them are going to get watched, we're going to give you three, let's say three to five shows per month, whether it's new shows or returning seasons or whatever. And we're going to essentially um, concentrate the money into those fewer shows to make them better. And that is paying off incredibly well. Um, whether whether it is the stars that are getting paid a lot of money or it is um, the actual quality of the shows, like the writing, directing, and you know, production and all that kind of stuff, that's what they're doing instead. The other smart thing that they're doing, which I noticed six months to a year ago, is their rotation of TV shows. You'll get sort of, there was the, we joke about the um, Apple TV shows with the S. You know, you've got C, Severance, Servant, Suspicion, <laughs> there's, there's loads of them. Um, and I remember they had, I think it was Servant, Suspicion, and Severance at once. And it was a bit of a meme thing of like, oh, you know, if 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 your show's called S and you're on Apple, you're a pretty good show. And they have their shows come out, I think, every Friday or something like that, although Ted Lasso is switching to a Wednesday. And um, they will air sort of three shows at the most. I've not really seen five shows, maybe three at the most that air at once. But they're there them weekly, and they'll spread them out. But they won't put anything new, anything big that's new, on there until they finish. So instead of overloading you with ten shows at once, they'll give you three maybe, then two of them will finish, two more will come in. And it's a really, really good rhythm of rotation. Um, It also kind of cheekily stops you from unsubscribing because the idea there as well from a business standpoint i i think is hey you 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 finish with the season of c oh well we got ted lasso coming up next week don't unsubscribe you're gonna watch want to watch ted lasso and it's it's quite a smart way to sort of keep you engaged assuming that the shows they've got in the rotation are for you um which is uh important as well of course um but they're doing a very very good job with that but quality over quantity put all, put more of your money into fewer shows and make those fewer shows better get them more talked about get them more highlighted in that way it's then easier to promote the shows because you've got fewer of them to talk about and it's working incredibly well 
And I know that if you go on to Apple's coming soon at the moment, there is like, you know, five to ten things maybe on there. And you might look at that and think, oh, you're coming out with a few shows. They're not running shows for like ten seasons, Apple. In fact, a lot of them have been actually concluded, not cancelled after three seasons like Netflix does, but actually concluding after a few seasons. Um, You've got things like Servant, which are very short, uh, four seasons... Uh, it's going to conclude with its fourth season, which is running right now. That's going to finish. So that is, it's a show that's on there. Sure, it's it's content that's on there, but it's finished, so they can't bring it back and um, you know keep running it. Things like uh, Emily Dickinson ran for what, three seasons, finished. Essex Serpent one season, finished. C three se- seasons was it three? Yeah, three seasons, finished. Um, they're doing a good job of sort of okay, shorter shorter but more quality stories. Uh, with big stars that will attract people to watch. Because they go, oh, Jason Momoa. Oh, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Jason Sedux. Um, I'm just going to call him Jason from now on. Um, and like, oh, Jennifer Aniston. All, the, all these other like really big stars. Oh, Harrison Ford on a on a TV show. Oh, Jason Segal. I liked him on How Met Your Mother. You know, it, it's they they are easily doing the best in terms of content. Functionality-wise for Apple, um, it's good. It has actually gotten better. Uh... There was a weird glitch that Apple used to have, which I haven't noticed since. What was it they used to do? Um, Because they have their... uh, You know when you click back to check episodes, you can still do that, but you have to do it in a different way. Um, Tip for anybody using Apple TV. When you press back on something that you're watching, hopefully the little... You know the little white line that shows how much of it you've watched? If you then click and hold on the title, a bit more awkward, but it's a function. Um, it gives you a lot of options, which is view details, I think, remove from next, um, and something else as well. If you click on view details, that will then bring you to that page of, like, how many episodes are left, details, cast list, you know, that sort of thing. By the way, in terms of cast list and finding out who's in stuff, Apple's easily got the best of that. You just scroll right down to the bottom on the view details, and it will tell you. It'll even tell you, like, the producers' names and things like that, but it will tell you... The names of the stars. I think you can even click on their names and see like a bit of their backgrounds and stuff. So that's really cool. I'm trying to think of what the glitch used to be. It doesn't apply now, obviously, because they, they did fix whatever it was. Um, I think it was that when you pressed back, it didn't update how much you'd watched of a show. And you'd have to watch the episode from the start. Yeah, I think it was that sort of glitch, but it, it doesn't do that anymore. So that's good. Um, in terms of pricing, Apple is, I think, still the cheapest streaming service. And... Um, but it does have the same thing that bugs me a little bit that Amazon does, which is, okay, you pay for Apple TV, and there is a section of, like, okay, just Apple Originals, but you can also buy films and buy seasons of shows and things like that, Um, which, again, it's a good option, I'm just not the biggest fan of, okay, I've paid for a streaming service, but there's, like, third-party content, um, because you can buy, like, Smile on there, for example, I, I think, and some, some other films as well, like Top Gun Maverick, you can buy on there as well. Um, but you have to pay for that. Again, it's good option, options for getting content are always good, but it's not sort of like Netflix does, which is, hey, you pay for this thing, you can watch anything that's, that's on it. So, I have, like, small issues with that, but it's still a good kind of function overall. But Apple TV Plus, I think, is, is certainly winning. Even, I would even put them above what HBO is doing. Although they're doing something very similar to HBO anyway, which is more prestige content, fewer shows, but more more 
put into their shows, if you want to describe it that way. Um, I'm going to lump all these together. BBC, ITV, I guess ITVX as well, all four in demand, five. Um, basically, these are, uh, if you don't count ITVX, all of these are, I think BBC iPlayer is, is completely free to use. Um, they're good. They're basically just for catching up with, like, oh, if you miss something, aired on BBC or ITV or all four, or, or, or I think it's called Demand 5 or, or My 5 or something. That shows you the last time I used that. Probably the weakest ones here. Um, with probably the worst content to offer. I, I think in terms of the one here, the one particular one that's offering the worst content, I think is maybe ITV. Or maybe it's just the content that's just not my cup of tea. But ITV's really gone deep into, and all four has as well, gone really, really deep into cheaper reality TV. But then Demand 5 has as well. So, um, I, I, yeah, I think I would put 5 at the very bottom of a potential rankings list. My problem with BBC isn't necessarily with the shows. I kind of just forget to click on it sometimes. Um, I've just not really been into British TV that much in the last few years. Um, from what I remember from the functionality is quite good. Obviously pricing, that doesn't really sort of apply here. Um, I think it does say you need a TV license in that. So there's, there's that to consider as well. Um, BBC I think is is fine. I do think they could use some more just premium content, but they try to aim to do different stuff. ITV, um, ever since Superstore finished, I've not really used it. There is that Elizabeth Olsen show, which I mentioned on Geek Town this week or last week, uh, which was like a Facebook watch show, uh, but it's now on ITVX, so I might watch that one day. Um, ITVX also got like a premium thing. I'm not completely sure what to think of that. Um, but the functionality for most of these are fine. ITV is quite bad for functionality and it will sign you out quite often, which is quite frustrating. All fours quite good, sort of. Um, yeah, their, their functionality for episodes has, has gotten better. There used to be a bit of a glitchy thing where, um, you'll be finishing an episode, the credits will be coming up and if there is or isn't another episode, it'll either recommend you the next episode of a show, or it will um, say, like, hey, here's some similar suggestions. I find that if you don't let the the credits part of the episode play out and go to ads, if you press back, it keeps the episode on there. Whereas if you um, let, let the whole episode play out and then go to ads and then press back... It will say you're on the next episode, if there is a next episode, assuming that there is. So it could be a bit odd and a bit glitchy from that. Like with Netflix, for example, um, I think uh, Disney Plus does this as well. If you're, and Apple TV Plus does it, if you're in the credits part of an episode and it's like loading whatever the next thing is, whether it's the next episode or a trailer for something, if you press back on those streaming services, it it remembers that you've watched the episode. At least I, that's what I find anyway. So, so that's interesting. Um, but I don't have much to say about these. I kind of lumped them all into here together. The functionality of them is is fine. I don't have much to say about my five or demand five. Um, all fours channel four itself has gone in a bit of a disappointing direction. Um, so is ITV. Um, and BBC is just, I would just say, fine overall. So, not going to judge them in the same way, but I would I would lump all of them basically at the bottom. Uh, last two, which is Disney Plus and Paramount Plus. Um, Disney Plus is doing some interesting stuff. 
price i think is quite good you've got what it's another like 8.99 or 7.99 a month um the thing is with disney plus in the uk i would genuinely say it's more valuable than disney plus in the us only because we get fx hulu abc what's the other one abc fx hulu under the star brand and they've started pulling a few of their shows back as well or onto away from other places so like things like um uh, the 911 shows Grey's Anatomy Station 19 those are not airing on Sky because they are Disney's own shows and they want them on their own platform which I think is very very smart that's something that works for competition um we've also started getting a few more hits from things like FX and Hulu um, I know Atlanta isn't a new show, but things like Atlanta being moved over to Star via Disney Plus, uh, that's the FX show. Uh, there's a new show coming up as well with Claire Danes. Um, so the, the, the newer FX stuff is starting to come through. Also with Hulu, they're doing a good job. Um, bit different with The Handmaid's Tale, that's like a different contractual thing. But we're starting to get good shows over there like Extraordinary as well, which is very, very good. Um, but from the ABC FX hulu side of things we're starting to get a bit more of that come through obviously it's down to contracts and licenses and all that kind of stuff so um but we started to get more of those come through which is which has only given more value to um to uh disney plus plus also get obviously you know uh back catalogs of disney films all obviously the mcu films and stuff even some of the spider-man films as well uh all the star wars films pixar films there's if you want a lot something that's got um, a lot of quality still, but because Disney and all their other little brands um, have got new content coming through and also back catalogues of things, that's one of Disney's advantages is back catalogues of content. You've got a lot of really good stuff there. So you've got kind of a good mix of both of both quality and quantity. Um, in terms of kind of functionality and sort of the, the concentration of the... Well, not concentration, the... Um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Curation of the app. It could use a little bit of work, I think, Disney+. Plus. Um, it's starting to get slightly harder to find things on there. They do have their tabs, at least in the UK. You've got the Disney tab, Pixar, Star Wars, I think Marvel, National Geographic, and then Star. So if you know, if you know sort of like, I'm going to watch a Marvel film or I'm going to watch a Star Wars film, Obviously, you can search for it, or you can just click on one of those tabs. There's also a cool little animation as well. Um, so you can find things through that. Um, the one area where they've got a bit of a curation problem is this star content. Because things like Atlanta and all of the um, ABC, FX, Hulu shows and Fox shows are all kind of lumped under the star brand. If you click on star as the, the tab... It's not quite as curated as it should be. So hopefully they'll work that out over time. But they've just started having more stuff kind of come through. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt over that. Because there's a bit to be sorted out with that, I think. I think the the tabs for Disney, Pixar, Marvel and Star Wars. And I haven't really clicked on National Geographic. But those other ones are pretty well curated. You've got like Phase 1. And then you've got like Skywalker Saga. And you've got like good different sort of tabs for those. So those are pretty good. It's just on the star side of things where a bit more curation could could help um because there's probably things on there that we both you and i don't even know are necessarily on the star brand because it's been kind of put on there but those aren't things that need promotion necessarily because you're talking about like the old diehard films and um like the old alien films that not things that aren't 
new and need new eyeballs on them things that like are classics that people have already seen anyway i mean it'd be good to you know promote that stuff a bit more anyway but those aren't sort of like hey we need new eyeballs on our new shows because we want them to get renewed that's not the same sort of situation as that so um but price is good um what i like with disney plus you pay for it you get what everything that's on there so that's really good as well functionality is pretty good um the only big still gaping missing hole on disney plus is in order to see the let's call it the episodes list you have to manually click on the show in the list or search for it and click on it that way which is really really annoying because i explained the difference between i say the way netflix does that and the way that amazon does it and the way that um apple does it because apple you've got like the hold the button view details thing i haven't seen an option come up on disney plus maybe it is the click and hold option the same way as apple but i've not seen that come up but when you click back on an episode of simpsons or something it uh, brings you back to the main menu and you can't see like how many episodes are left or whatever so that that that's a big miss i think so they need to sort that out unless there is a way to do it that i don't know about um so yeah content really good um price very good and functionality pretty good apart from the big gaping hole of episode selections and things like that so all right last one we've got is paramount plus um i've not used it loads but i've used it enough where i can talk about it um i pretty much only used it for star trek shows and halo's first season Uh, i'm not currently using it because i don't watch picard and discovery's not back yet uh, of course, one of the big things they got in terms of content is they are they are the place to get your um, Star Trek content. Apart from this, like some some of those shows are still airing, like on Amazon things like that. But they they are the Star Trek place. So if you like your Star Trek, they've got most, if not all of it, I think, but most of it. So that's really good. Price is is very good as well. From what I understand, you pay for it, you get everything on it. So that's really good. It's about the same price as most of the others. So it's not like more like netflix or it's not less like um like apple tv um but paramount plus is pretty good um they got some stuff on there that whether it's the case i need to discover a bit more or not my cup of tea because they've got um like some of the nickelodeon stuff which is kind of cool and they got some of the showtime stuff um i've become less and less familiar with the brand that is um showtime i know they've got like dexter and things like that but they aren't really my cup of tea so there's maybe a bit of discoverability for me to explore there as well possibly but um they're they're doing pretty good i think for content they still need to maybe pull some stuff through and they do also have things like the scream films as well which is which is good but i think content wise they're good you you know what you're one of the better things about paramount plus from the content side is you they may they've made their identity pretty clear which we are nickelodeon star trek and showtime that's what we basically are at least in the uk anyway it might be different for the us Uh, but you pretty much know what you're getting from them functionality from what i remember um what, what was there a way to do the episode view thing like i've just talked about i can't specifically remember um but the actual like if there's a glitchy nature to it i, I remember it being pretty good from a functionality standpoint i just can't unfortunately remember the episode sort of view function um but the the difference there is when it first came out in the UK, and I was just there for Halo and for Star Trek. Um, whether it was I needed to, I wanted to see how many more episodes were left of Halo or whatever, or of Star Trek. They were right next. The the banners for those three shows were right next to the continue watching. So, 
if it was a case where I wanted to check how my, how long the next episode of Discovery was going to be, or how long the episodes were, all I did was click back, literally scroll down once, and it was there crystal you know crystal clear. Um, so that wasn't a problem. That could be a problem later when there's more shows, but that wasn't a problem necessarily as much. So um, that is what that is. Um, but yeah, Paramount Plus I think is doing some some good stuff. I know they have like the Yellow Jacket shows, Yellowstone shows, all that kind of stuff. Um, at one point I will dip back into that. I will probably do that when Discovery comes back, and then I can maybe check out some of their other shows and give a bit of a better insight, perhaps, to what they're doing. But that's my view on uh, Paramount Plus. Um, all right, worst to best. I'm gonna just dump. Um, actually, no, I'm not going to. Uh, so from, this isn't like a top, I don't know how many things I actually have here, so I'm just, I'm just going to go from worst to best. Demand 5, ITV BBC All 4, so remember this is from worst to best, so worst, Demand 5, then next, next best, um, ITV BBC All 4, um, I know which one at the top. I've already said Apple. Apple's at the top. Um, I would put Paramount Plus above Netflix. So I'm going to go... Right, Demand 5, or my, whatever the hell the thing's called. Uh, ITV, BBC, all four... Amazon, uh, that includes Freebie, Paramount, no sorry, Netflix, then Paramount, um, no, no, I'm going to start, sorry, I'm going to start again, Demand 5, ITV, because I didn't look at Now TV when I was doing that, 5, ITV, BBC, all four, Amazon um Amazon and Freebie I've got three left haven't I no four ne which one's better Netflix or Now TV Now TV's got Last of Us so um Netflix, Now TV, but very close, very, very close. But Netflix, Now TV pips it because it's got Last of Us. And that's more of like a My Cup of Tea type of thing, right? Now TV has it and Netflix doesn't. Then Paramount Plus, then Apple TV Plus. So to recap, five, then ITV, BBC, four, um... See, the three I would lump together, like Amazon, Netflix, Now TV, there isn't that much difference between them. And then Paramount and Apple at the top. So I guess I would go, for, for those three, from worst to best, I would go... Oh, what's worse, Netflix or Amazon? Uh, Netflix, Amazon, then Now TV, then Paramount. Uh, then Apple TV Plus. That's 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 what I would go with. 
so yeah, those are my, uh, I guess, my rankings for streaming services. I know there's other other little things like Stars Play and things like, um, oh, what's that one called? One of them got renamed recently. It was Stars Play, and now it's like, oh, what's that? What's that company called? Um, does it begin with P or something. Oh god, it was the same studio that pre- pre- not uh, not the one that aired Zoe's playlist, but the one pre- that produced it. Not Paramount. Oh, what's it called? <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. There's some some another one that's a plus that I think is the renamed version of um of Stars Play or Stars in the UK. That's like such a weird little sort of section. I can sort of see, I can sort of see it, but I can't think of what it's called. Um, Lionsgate, that's the one. Lionsgate, uh, Lionsgate Plus, which is, I believe they're the production company that made Zoe's Playlist. Although Zoe's Playlist isn't on, um, that. It's on, um, Amazon to buy, and then the the film is on Roku. I didn't include Roku because I've only used it, like, once, which is for Zoe's, uh, uh, Christmas, the, the the film that they did. Yeah, that's my over, overview uh, of the streaming services. So if you want my thoughts on kind of each individual one, there you go. Um, I don't really have any individual thoughts on like FX and Hulu and ABC. They're kind of lumped together under the Disney Plus thing. HBO is basically now TV. Uh, they're going for quality over quantity. Um, and there aren't really any other ones, I don't think. Um, there's things like... Uh, the anime stuff, I can't remember the name of that one, but I don't use that one. There's like MUTV, but that's just for Man United. Um, and there's a couple of other little ones as well. Um, but that's my thoughts on them. Anyway, what do you think of the streaming services? What do you think of my uh, rankings, my thoughts from functionality, content, and price? I think those are the three ways to kind of break it down. Uh, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page information in your show notes, email box on the website version of the episode, and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, games, films, main night, podcast, take a look out for what we do over there. Uh, you can also support us by telling other people about what we do, either just telling them or using social media. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options, have a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates. If you want news for these particular streaming services, what they're doing, renewals, cancellations, air dates, film news, geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio on Tuesdays. Look out for that, run by David over there. So check that out as well, of course. Uh, Bex over on Twitch, Trista BYTES, Retro Chat, Game, and other streams as well. Me over on Twitch at eTalkUK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>